Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Fountainhead Leadership Series. Uh, we have an exciting day uh, ahead uh, with uh, Vani Gupta Dandia, who's uh, the founder for uh, Cherry Peach Plum. She's got extensive experience in uh, helping brands, uh, uh, you know, scale and helping startups build uh, brands that people can recognize and uh, you know be proud of. Uh, hi, Vani. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. So what do you have for us today, Vani, if you could just probably walk us through uh, what we're going to be doing today and uh, what you're going to be uh, taking the masterclass on. <laughs> so I plan to take the masterclass on some aspects of branding and marketing, which one typically does not hear of, but right. which are absolutely essential and which is the starting point for building a brand right. and marketing. A lot of this stuff might seem intuitively known to people but we don't do well enough of it a lot of it is also stuff that might sound controversial i will say a lot of stuff that might jar to the ears but through my right. years of experience and having worked with now over a hundred entrepreneurs i can tell you that it is this that absolutely works so i will take you through the magic sauce and uh, lovely so i'm vani and uh, this is something that I feel very passionately about. In fact, even when I was doing my MBA, I didn't want to apply to any other company. I only wanted to apply to, to advertising agencies because I felt ad agencies are the temple of consumer behavior. Of course, I went into advertising and very soon I hated it. So I jumped out of advertising very soon and went into marketing. But all said and done, I love the world of consumer behavior. Everything that I will share with you now is from a consumer lens. And I'd love it if there's even a little bit of this that you can take back to your businesses uh, at the end of this presentation. I, I can assure you it will be of tremendous value. So these are my links. I have a YouTube channel called Marketing with Vani. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as Vani Gupta Dandia. I also have a company page that's called Cherry Peach Plum Growth Partners on which I put up a lot of content of the kind that I'm going to be sharing with you today. I also have a website, cherrypeachplum.in, and you can reach me by email on vani at cherrypeachplum.in. Now, what are we going to cover today and why should marketing be different for startups? A lot of entrepreneurs feel this is most common. What I have heard is that I have a great idea. I have a great product and people must discover me and buy me on their own. Now, yes, you may well have a great product and I'm not in any way discounting the product or the service that you wish to sell. But the fact is that there are just a zillion of these out there in the market. And the consumer is so bombarded with so many different messages that one of the most important things for you as an entrepreneur that you constantly have to think about is how are you going to get the consumer's attention? I keep saying this again and again, you may have to stand on the table and dance, but so be it. Because getting the consumer's attention today is very, very difficult. So even more important than having a great product, you know, having a great product is almost hygiene. Just that today is not enough. What you need to think about is how will you get noticed? And which is where the importance of branding and distinctiveness becomes very, very critical. 
Then I want to tell you, not all digital marketing is the same. I know that today everybody is talking about digital marketing, but digital marketing for all of its fancy, shiny, you know, wherewithals is finally also simple logic. Don't get lost in the many alphabets and the numerics and the metrics. Think logically, almost as though you were to explain it to your mom, why should you be doing what you're doing? And most importantly, why do we discuss marketing being different for startups is because it is it one does have to manage with very little money or sometimes with almost no money. So when you have a lot of money, then it's easy to carpet bomb. But when you don't have enough money, then you have to be creative. Then you have to think out of the box. And this is what this presentation, this is what the next few minutes is going to be about. So what are we going to cover today? Is there one version of the brand? It's very, very important that you must have documented, documented what the brand is about, what your, what your company is about. What are you going to tell the investors? Yes, you have an investor pitch deck, but has that investor pitch deck been correctly understood in the right way? And is it, you have an investor pitch deck, but you also need something that is consumer out. Do you know who is your consumer? What is the, what is the problem that you're solving for the consumer from a consumer lens? That's very, very important. And is there one version of truth within the company. So if you were to ask anybody within the company on what you offer as a company or as a brand, is there one version of truth? There must be. Otherwise, there are high chances that the brand will become schizophrenic very soon because everybody has a different version of what, you, what business you're in, who you are talking to and how you are talking to them or what problem you're solving for that consumer. Right. What are my brand short codes to aid muscle memory? Again, this goes back to what I just said. Today, standing out in the consumer's mind is very, very difficult. And hence, it is very important to have short codes to aid muscle memory. How would the consumer remember you? Remember, you have a great product, but so does competition. Or so is the perception of the consumer that so does competition. You may know as a founder that my product is better than competition, but the consumer may not necessarily think so. And hence, it's very, very important that the consumer be able to recall you at the right time. So look for, think about how am I creating short codes for the consumer to be able to remember me? And I will come to examples of this. How can I create a brand at zero cost? Now, branding and marketing is not about spending a whole lot of money. A lot of people feel that, look, at this stage, I have to focus on getting the business model right. I have to focus on, um, you know, um, getting the website right or have to focus on how I will deliver transact. Of course, all of that is important. Yes, it absolutely is. But what I want to tell you is that building a brand does not take a ton of money. It's something that you must start early. Because if you don't start early, then A, you run the risk of becoming a commodity. You don't want to become a commodity. You want to become a brand that consumers recall by name and come to. Right? Do you have a content calendar? Now, this is something that is much underrated. It's a lot talked about. I think content strategies become very, very fashionable to talk about and for the right reasons. But again, you know, 
content strategy is not as as complex as uh, it sometimes seems it's very very simple it's simply knowing what you should post when to meet what objective so it's knowing your objective knowing the messaging and knowing the frequency at which you will post on which platform it's something that all of us have to do whether we are building our personal brand or we are putting out messaging why is this important because today consumers don't trust ads as much as they look towards social media to do their research you know we are we are scrolling mindlessly on instagram for hours we don't even realize or on facebook or on linkedin or on twitter or whatever be the platform we fancy and today how many of us actually look at an ad how many of us actually look to skip ads ads are now seen as being more and more intrusive so we are looking towards social media because we are looking to be entertained and you have to figure out a way by which you can swim into the consumer's life seamlessly without feeling like an intrusive ad and that is why having a content calendar is very very critical i don't have anything to talk about it's just another biscuit yes absolutely valid absolutely valid this is this this may be a problem not just for a biscuit brand but for any brand any product because there is competition in absolutely everything i mean even to go to the space now you know between branson and bezos and whoever else there's a japanese who's also now going to space every even to go to space there is as much competition there is no no category there's absolutely nothing where there is you know no competition so the question is what we're going to talk about when you have nothing to talk about then what do you do then it goes back to again how do i aid muscle memory how do i aid uh, memory how do i make sure that consumers remember me in today's world storytelling must be absolutely storytelling is important but i'm a great fan of making storytelling visual visual storytelling is extremely important why because our our uh, attention span is definitely reducing our um, ability to read now people will argue a lot of purists will argue yes we do read a long term a lot of long term long form content content as well we are watching movies as well on netflix however in general i want to tell you that for the large majority of us the truth is that we are all becoming more and more visual we are all becoming more and more impatient especially when it comes to brand messages we are looking for news in shorts we are looking for pictures to tell stories we are looking to snack on content and we are very quickly our thumbs are very very impatient we scroll up very very quickly which is why storytelling has to be visual i shouldn't have to make the effort to read a lot because we have to read if i have to listen if i have to listen to a lot of audio then you've already lost me because a lot of content is also being consumed on mute so i'll talk about this as i move forward and yes authenticity is the new fashionable word yes be authentic however i want to also tell you and this i've seen especially true of a lot of skincare brands you know be authentic yes but also look good be authentic doesn't mean that you know you look so real that you almost look unaspirational so uh, let me tell you this for a lot of the brands that tout authenticity i can tell you they are thoroughly made up what do i mean by thoroughly made up everything is actually thoroughly manicured to look authentic there is nothing called absolute authentic i can tell you the unilevers png and the lorels of the world for whatever authenticity they claim a lot of it in fact 100% of it is thoroughly manicured 
So yes, be authentic, but make sure that you also look good. At the end of the day, you must sell. Okay, now let me come to each one of these in greater detail. Now, before I go forward, I want to tell you that my podcast is coming soon. It's going to be called Marketing with Vani, the same name as my YouTube channel. Uh, please do look out for my podcast. It's going to be listed on all the big popular platforms like Spotify, Ghana, etc. And um, yeah, <laughs> okay. So the first thing that we will cover is, um, is there one version of the brand? And what are the short codes for muscle memory? Now, what is a brand? What is a brand? A brand is quite simply just a consistent consumer experience. It's just a consistent consumer experience, which means wherever I go, I must see one version of the brand. I must experience one version of the brand, right? Whichever Mac store I go to, Mac feels the same the way the uh, you know uh, the store staff is dressed the way they talk to me the way they present their cosmetics or if i go to um, um, think of all the brands that have gone from offline to online and online to offline in fact in today's newspaper in today's mint there are two articles in the editorial section which are talking only about this about how uh, digitization is important. Digitization in the context of brands going from the offline world to the online world. And what are the challenges that each present? It's a very, very interesting topic. In fact, I want to take a separate session only on this, because I think this is most relevant to all brands today. In today's virtual world, everybody's going hybrid. There is no one model that works entirely in isolation. You can't afford to be entirely offline alone, nor can you afford to be entirely online alone. And uh, and we must talk more about this. It's a session uh, for another day. But safe to say that a brand is a consistent customer experience. It's an intangible asset that can't be copied. And that is the reason why it's important to build a brand because a brand lifts you from being a commodity. You don't want to be seen as just a product, as just a transaction. You want to be chosen irrespective of pricing, which is not to say that pricing is not a critical element of the mix. Yes, it is. However, however, you want consumers to say, look, I will buy Bobby Brown, even if it is 300 rupees more expensive, even if it is 500 rupees more expensive than another brand, because I love that brand Bobby Brown or whatever be the case. Correct. I want to sell my car only uh, to Cars24. Why? Because I'm assured that they will take care of the paperwork. I feel secure. I know these guys are reliable. I know they're extremely convenient. I know that their interface is very good. I know that the experience at the branch is uh, impeccable. And for that reason, even if my local car dealer were to offer me 10,000 rupees more for my car, I still want to sell it only to Cars24. That is the meaning of building an intangible asset that can't be copied. Its value is far more than the price that you command. So in fact, this intangible asset gives you pricing power, which is why it's very, very critical to build a brand in early stages. It builds trust. Now, in the context of B2B, I do work with a lot of B2B clients as well. And I can tell you that in the world of B2B, this is even more critical. It's even more critical because in B2B, actually, 
it's not the product or the service. Actually, what one buys into is the trust. One buys into reliability because it's a very large chunk of money that you're spending. It's a large bill value. You want to make sure that the guys I'm doing this business with, that can affect my own fortunes as a business. For example, that B2B business could be a warehousing facility or it could be, um, you know, an HR software. Now that is going to have a significant impact on my business. I want to make sure that these are guys I can trust that they are reliable. It builds recognizability and there's one version of truth. There are a few questions. Uh, if you want, I can uh, read them out to you or put them yes, up please. on screen. Yes, please. Uh, just give me one second. Uh, the first one is actually by me itself. But so I just want to understand. So uh, muscle memory as a concept, I understand it's it's, it's a fabulous uh, you know tenet to build around a brand. How do you how do you kind of ensure that you embed that while you're kind of building a brand uh, into the culture and uh, codify it to help scale the brand? Very nice, very nice, very nice. So I'm going to skip a little bit. So what is uh, what it's so uh, quickly before I answer that question? Thank you so much for asking yeah. me that question. It's a very good, relevant question. Something I'm very, very passionate about, Siddharth. So right. there is. I just want to quickly show you my website, and I want to show you that this forms a key part of what I offer as right. services, which is building a comprehensive brand book. It lists down everything that the brand must be about. So when you're looking to codify the brand, this is right. what one must look at. One must have the brand basics. One must have the brand style guide. This together forms the comprehensive brand book, which is essential to codify the brand, have one version of the brand. Now, right. how does one build muscle memory? See, this is something, again, I do with all my clients. It's called a brand wheel. Now, different organizations, different, um, you know, there are lots of different templates that exist. Some call it the brand ladder. Some call it the brand key. This one, the, essentially, it has these components, which is on one page, I define everything that the brand is. What is the market? What is my competition? In fact, in just today's paper, I was reading the editorial section when they're talking about going to the online world, they say define, make sure that your market is defined as a large market. Why do we say that? Yes, there is. Yes, there is also the logic of the long tail, which is to say that, uh, you know, even if you're selling hair color, which is a teal and a shocking pink and, a, you know, and gold uh, or silver and bronze or whatever, really freaky colors. Yes, there is a market for that. Yes, there will be somebody who's looking for, you know, teal and uh, gold streaks. However, participating in a large market, you have larger chances of becoming and growing uh, to a larger enterprise. You know, a small percentage of a large market is still much bigger than a large percentage of a smaller market. But irrespective, right. define the market, define who your consumer is, what is the consumer insight. So this is one example. For example, this is something that I had done for an edtech brand that uh, teaches coding online. And uh, we had said, you know, this is for all engineering students. Most engineering students are thinking, engineering ke baad kya karunga? There is no dearth of engineering students like me. This is this is the truth. You know, engineering by itself is not enough to win in life. But there is hope in coding. I'm trying to learn for free on the net. This is a specific consumer insight. Everybody, every child first thinks there is enough available on the net. Let me try and learn for free. And I'm taking guidance from seniors. Yet I'm lost. Yet I'm lost. So we've defined the consumer, the consumer insight, the headline benefit, the, the discriminator. 
and the tone of voice personality values. So this is something that I do for all my clients. Then we also go down to listing what those values are and what does it mean in everyday business because values simply as a set of words on paper is not yeah. good enough. It must lead to a change in the way I do business on an everyday basis. It must lead to a change in the way that, you know, the guy who's just making Excel entries to the guy who's talking to the consumer, to the guy who's delivering in the truck, to the guy who's cooking in the kitchen, to the guy who's actually talking to consumers at the shop front. Each one of them must be able to understand what these values are and what will I do differently. So this is right. something that we've done for the Baker's Dozen. And we had a huge session where over two months, we actually listed for every function how they will do business differently, what these values will mean for each mm. one of those different departments. So this Perfect. Is another uh, right. I have another question, Vani, if yes. you don't mind. Uh, uh, I'm just going to put it up on screen. It's from Rahul Rishi. Yes. And he asks for a fledging brand, how does one ensure... Uh, that there is brand consistency across various touch points vis-a-vis uh, mm. -vis sales team, customer service, dealers, retailers, etc. Especially when there are budget constraints. Hmm. So over here, for this is exactly the question I'm answering, Rishi. See, when you have little money, it is even more important that everybody in the organization have one version of the brand. Right. So one of the first things you need to do is to make sure that what you are, that your brand basics itself are clearly defined. Do I know what is my proposition? Do I know who is the consumer I'm talking to? Often the belief is that everybody is my consumer because there we all feel insecure. We feel, oh, if I were to, you know, if I were to narrowly define, sharply define my consumer, then I will, uh, then I lose the chance of. Um, you know, expanding my market, then this one will not buy and that one will not buy and that one will not buy my product. That's absolutely the uh, opposite of what would happen. Imagine, you know, for example, Adidas does have a range of shoes for fat people like you and me. However, yeah. actually Adidas designs for Messi. That is the reason why you and I want to buy Adidas. We don't want to buy a local brand that's not been heard of. Because we know yeah. that is a brand that creates products for the serious achievement-oriented sports person. Correct. Yeah. Which is the reason why we go and buy that brand. So make sure, sure. that you have your bullseye target consumer for who you design, for whom you create the marketing mix, will be different from the many others who will also buy. The Vani's of the world will also buy. But Adidas right. actually keeping design keeping me in mind. Adidas designs course, yeah. keeping the serious sportsman in mind. Yeah. So, right. uh, so the first thing is just get the spiel right. What is my proposition? Who is my consumer? Therefore, what words, what language, what values, what kind of looks, what kind of colors will I have? Can I make that consistent? When you say customer service, blah, 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 you must have one visual look. Why is it that when we see dominoes, I can immediately tell, ha, wo dominoes here. Why do I trust brands? It's subliminal. It's deeply coded in our, in our psyche. When we see consistency, we automatically trust the brand more. 
so make sure visually you are consistent that is the most basic right. now of course there are many other elements to branding you must also have oral codes because today is also the world of alexa and google pebble and what not else you know we are listening to brands so also have oral codes but consistency is a very very key part of making sure that your brand becomes consistent across all of those touch points now again uh, rahul like you had asked you know it's very important to have workshops so there is another brand that i'm working with so surgery brand called uh, medfin they do day care surgeries and we define the entire brand book for them but we are also doing sessions on what will it mean to translate that to every uh, staff member in the organization to everybody who's working in the organization so first do the homework of what is your brand and then list down how will business be different for each of us tomorrow right. uh, i hope you with this and i'd love to work with you write to me in any case and i will take up that separately exactly to this question you must also see this video of mine which is on my youtube channel it's called marketing with vani and there is this particular video it's a panel discussion with the big industry stalwarts you will also get to hear in their words exactly the answer to your question rahul exactly the answer to this question from bobby ambi subhash montosh they will talk about how you codify a brand why building muscle memory is important and how you do it so you don't want a situation for example a lot of people sign up celebrities a lot of people sign up entrepreneurs as soon as they land funding say oh let me sign up a rithik roshan oh let me sign up a nsrk it's a great way of me strutting confidence and you know being able to tell the world look i'm a big brand but guys you must remember if the consumer if the viewer finally says yaar wo rithik roshan ka bada acha ad hai bada naya bada acha ad hai ye nahi yaad kaun si brand ka tha to fir aapke paise if people don't remember which which was the brand or people remember the celebrity or people remember the story badi achhi story thi you know rona aa gaya there were two brothers there was this thing that happened and then one was blind or one was deaf or whatever and i cried but i can't remember which brand it was then oh damn you 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 wasted shit lots of money because you've told a love, lovely story which nobody remembers which brand or what product or they may remember the product they don't remember the brand that's still a whole lot of money wasted right yeah so this addresses that i hope i have answered also, uh, yes uh, also another question that we got which is very relevant to uh, what we were discussing right now is from uh, neha sharma and she asks uh, you know can you decode the path to building trust especially if you're a startup so mm -hmm. uh, how do you kind of uh, want to answer that for her again neha number 1 make sure you have your basics documented just yesterday i was speaking to an entrepreneur who is building something online and she intuitively knows it all but knowing it intuitively is not good enough as founders in particular we feel i know it and i and my consumer must get it exactly as i know it but that doesn't work you have to be able how do you build trust make sure that first you are able to create a document which is one version of truth on what your brand offers why should the consumer buy you how are you different who is your consumer what role are you going to play in the consumer's life must put this down number 
you must have visual codes which are consistent this again does not mean spending a lot of money it just means that you have a neatly organized website that your website captures all of what i just said that your color language your fonts your icons your illustrations are all codified there has to be a document which captures exactly what all that is every time a new designer a new agency comes on board they bring their own creativity every piece of creative is beautiful in itself but you're not able to tie it back to the previous one and there are a whole lot of brands including a lot of these crypto brands i'm not able to tell kaun sa kiska tha you know agar kaun sa kiska tha woh nahi yaar to fir to fir how do i build trust how do i remember so one of the first codes to building trust is making sure that you have consistency consistency in the way you look in the way you speak in who you talk to because in who you talk to it will it will bring sanity to your own offering you will know what i you know what kind of an innovation lineup should i have what kind of products can i do not do or what kind of services can i offer not offer so this this is the simplest formula to building trust without spending any money this does not take any additional money i haven't talked about doing any uh, campaigns or anything of the kind so far it's just about making sure that your own digital assets your own owned assets are absolutely consistent that's what it takes to build trust okay and so with that actually i've covered pretty much the next section maximize owned media is your proposition clear what are your website analytics saying please take a look at that this is again much underrated we don't pay enough attention to this do you have a compelling video do you have testimonials again this might sound very simple but i'm telling you a lot of us don't do it i was looking at a um, a website yesterday called fix my curls they've done such a fabulous job it's such a clear straight proposition which is that we will fix your curls it's specifically only for women with curly hair they're not tempted to go out and reach out to people who have straight hair like mine no they're only looking at women with curly hair it's called fix my curls and they've got a zillion testimonials over there and beautifully done reviews where there is a picture of the girl you can see her curls and she's talking about what the product has done for her curls so it's the simple stuff like that that works make sure you have adequate number of testimonials the power of video cannot be um you know uh, underscored enough video is very very powerful make sure now a lot of founders also say i'm shy i can't come in front of the video i can't make uh, you know videos of myself you don't need to but you can make videos of what the business is about of what you offer you can have your voice in the background you can have someone else's voice in the background but you must have a clear video ideally uh, you know not longer than 1 minute or not longer than 90 seconds which captures what is your proposition so if somebody lands on your website ideally then within a minute you should be able to explain why buy me why do business with me within a minute so that i don't have to scroll further and there must be adequate action prompts to guide this person to directly interact with your staff whether it's a whatsapp icon or call me or connect with me through whatever means yeah thought leadership via content marketing again like i talked about the content calendar earlier it's very very important to maximize social media 
host video chats podcasts participate in industry forums and i can tell you that this will yield far higher returns for you as compared to a big blast marketing campaign or big blast ad campaign i as a marketer i'm telling you this that today consumers rely more on social media consumers rely more on their own research and not so much on what they see in ads ads are great for building awareness yes but even ads i will tell you that the old era of doing advertising is over today the consumer is more and more impatient you know whether it's tv or digital please lean in favor of short format please lean in favor of short format and also know that there is a there is a different objective that each media vehicle serves you cannot copy paste the same ad from tv onto digital no you can't tv is a different media uh digital is different press serves a different objective radio serves a different objective outdoor serves a different objective you can't do a copy paste of the same ad the messaging has to be calibrated to that media vehicle i'll talk more about this do's and don'ts for digital marketing simple stuff now this please take a, a screenshot of this particular slide it's very very important it's a very simple stuff again when you have no money leverage friends and family word of mouth in all possible channels your existing consumers existing consumers please make sure you pamper them this i said all through covid and i'm still saying it when it's difficult to acquire new consumers make sure that your current consumers have adequate reason to talk more about you can you give them freebies can you give them discounts can you give them special special privileges what can you do to make sure that your current consumers keep coming back to you again and again that they talk more about you do an seo audit build a good website this is very very important very important even if you were to do all of the social media the advertising what is the first thing that people are going to do they want to google you and when they google you they must land on a website that is so compelling that if i'm selling a product or a service they should not leave my website without having bought something or they should not leave my website without having uh, you know made the decision that they will actually do business with me they may well come to my store and decide to buy but it should be a sell on the website because the website is almost like somebody has come to your house if if somebody has come to your house you know would you not make sure that you know this person goes back happy that this person is your is your friend it's you know there this there is absolutely no two ways about building a good website you can't not have that and on the website it doesn't have to be complex doesn't have to be a lot of money doesn't have to be a lot of tech you just need to make sure that your proposition is clear your proposition is absolutely clear that you have adequate proof points to establish that you are great at doing what you're doing that you have adequate testimonials it's just that why are you different from competition it's the simple basics that i talked about make sure that that is captured on your website and another simple hack on the website i can tell you there are a lot of uh, ui ux uh, specialists out there but i can also tell you that as a young entrepreneur i have done this for myself and i still do this for a lot of entrepreneurs i work with you have the ability to make your own wireframe 
basis the consumer journey think about what the consumer journey is think about what does the consumer think about do a little bit research just talk to consumers and you will know how they think what is the process by which they are coming to a decision and with that process in mind with the consumer journey in mind put down the wireframe for yourselves you would be able to figure out the logic for your website on your own and again you need help with this feel free to write to me i'm at vani at cherrypeachplum.in okay what are the don'ts don't think necessarily of doing paid promotions especially if your basics are not clear don't spread your marketing budget across a whole lot of channels it's a terrible thing to do it's a terrible thing to do when you have limited budgets don't go a little bit here and a little bit drip here and a little bit drip there with a different idea here a different none of it will add up none of it a lot of times we are very tempted oh there is this exhibition over here let me put up a stall over here and oh there is something else over here they are asking for a 10000 rupees sponsorship let me spend that money over there and there is something else happening over don't do that instead make sure that all of your money is spent on one big impactful activity that the consumer remembers that will be far that will give you far bigger returns than doing a drip 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 in various different places the other thing i want to tell you which is not captured here a lot of entrepreneurs think let me just bring an ad agency a big badge ad agency i have nothing against onms or mccanns or the lintasses of the world or the mullen lows of the world but make sure an agency finally makes ads and an ad will be made to the brief that you give them and if you don't have a clear brief then they will figure out something on their own basis what suits them but you are the founder you have to make sure that your business grows in the way that you want it to you should know who is your consumer what business are you in you should have the ability to to give a very very clear brief to the ad agency if you are unclear about what your proposition is please do not be in a hurry to sign up an ad agency i can tell you no ad agency will tell you oh we can't do the strategy for you of course every agency will say that to you of course everybody wants business but you would have ended up most likely wasting your money and you would have a creative that would get you a lot of kudos on linkedin that would get you that might even won win you awards it's a great ad but it may not get you business and that's a whole lot of money time effort wasted okay do you have a content calendar we've spoken about this i won't spend any more time about this do you have anything to talk about it's just on that so you know we were talking about how do we build trust how do we build codes now um here is a conventional truth of advertising you must have a superior product to competition you must have a unique selling proposition so quickly i want to open this up to question and answer uh, for everyone out there how many say true how many say false you must have a unique selling proposition you must have a superior product to competition to be able to sell i can't see the chat window siddharth so i don't know no i can uh, i'm just uh, waiting for people to respond <laughs> i also have uh, with me uh, anamika pandey she's the founder of nario uh, and uh, she's one of the few uh, startups that was selected for the webmgate startup program 
so okay. once we're done with the session i'll probably bring her up uh, for a conversation with you as well so okay sure, sure she has um, some exciting uh, questions to ask you but uh, 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 i i considering i don't think anybody's answering but okay. Uh, uh, yeah, in my know, opinion I I'll, i'll yeah so i'll probably uh, give it a whirl uh, you must have a superior product to competition you must have a unique selling proposition i think that's definitely true i think that's the uh that's what no, i would definitely answer. say <laughs> no so the answer to that is false is Why it okay? I, yeah it's false because yeah so i think uh, yeah so we we are we're getting a lot of people saying true and uh, i think only ashi maheshwari probably guessed it correctly which is uh, she says false so yeah so maybe i okay, think it's so a good question fantastic okay yeah. so now let me tell you why ashi is correct why is she correct because in today's competitive landscape there is so much out there there is so much out there imagine if you are yet another cream you are yet another toothbrush you are yet another mobile phone Right, what are you right. going to answer what are you going to offer different you might be yet another rocket that's going to space you know right. even there right. like i said it's becoming increasingly um crowded so right. you may not have a unique selling proposition look at think of the world of toothbrushes for example if you walk down the aisle there is you feel oh god there's you know the brush can brush on its own there is cavity protection there is uh, gum protection there is black bristles there is charcoal there is i mean what what are you going to do with toothbrushes next maybe you can do some really freaky toothbrush also but the point is that even more important than the unique selling proposition even more important than that is your ability to be distinctive how do you make sure in that sea of toothbrushes that your toothbrush is going to stick out consumers are going to say ye wala khareedna hai that this is the one i see this is the one i want so make right. it distinct look at the shelf you know now imagine if these were all creams and you've gone to buy just another lotion a body lotion because it's winters and my skin is feeling dry and i had to make a choice between one of these oh gosh it's a total it's a total you know so what do you do what are you going to pick right you might actually pick the brand that you might most trust so yes i always trust vaseline so vaseline ka le lete or i i i always trust nivea to nivea and by the way oh i can spot nivea because it's all blue i can see it on the shelf also i think it or what do i do so brands have done some crazy stuff to stick in the consumer's mind and i put this commercial over here this is a little dated now but i love this guy he's just such a notanki and he has and he does it so shamelessly and this particular commercial was fantastic in what it did so let me skip this because it's in this world of crypto and all these uh, he's been outdone on the notankiness also but look at this brand can anyone tell me which brand this is anyone in the answers no not yet but there is there is some interesting uh, conversation that's going on and i'll probably bring that okay. up uh, okay. so uh, rahul from earlier sorry uh, so rahul from yes. earlier says yes. that he says that not necessarily uh, is uh, but you need to communicate it properly to the consumer correctly uh, and uh, i don't Sajan, know what that means uh, Yeah. yeah so and sergeant probably says that uh, this is primarily applicable uh, to mature categories if it's a new category especially tech 
दिस इज मे ट्रूथ मे नॉट होल्ड so i uh, i think uh, what you mean to say is that uh, if it's tech then you must have a unique selling proposition that you must have something to offer yes i agree with you sajan you're right about that if it's a new tech product that the world hasn't seen if you're bringing something new to the world then yes you must definitely solve a problem that is uniquely solvable i agree with you absolutely but the point is uh, yes sorry the for, for the question uh, to uh, the which brand this is most people are just saying tide Yeah, exactly. Exactly the point. So you know, I'm a great fan of the PNG model. What do What does PNG do? The biggest agencies are working for PNG. They have shitloads of money, but they are not given into the temptation of chalo kuch bilkul hi alag banana. They hmm. have templatized, uh, you know, seconds that so many seconds have to be dedicated to this push. white swash why because if you notice over here i don't have the brand name nowhere is there a brand name if i was watching the commercial whether on digital or if i just see this visual in the papers or if i see tv wherever i see this i immediately know, oh you know tide card i don't need anything else think about hardpick what is hardpick do every time you see the commercial irrespective of the big celebrity that they sign up there is always that celebrity who walk in you know this reporter style with a reporter with that blue cap and he will come in this white shirt with the harpic logo and he will come and clean your toilet and he will show you oh dekho aapka toilet yellow se maine white kar diya and he will clean your toilet and you know and then there will be sparkles that will go to the woman of the house and say oh wow i never thought this was possible they done the same format since i was there at racket and even before that's you know since 2000 and last 20 years at least they've been doing the same thing over and over again why does racket not have enough money they are amongst the top 5 advertisers in this country yet why are they doing that again and again because it aids muscle memory i am a great fan of this model because in today's cluttered world you have to make this choice and i can tell you with a lot of creative agencies out there insisting on this for you as a founder is going to be increasingly difficult because every creative guy has a very creative story to tell and they're looking for a brand who might buy their story but you remember you as a founder have to remember that you have to sell you have to make it easy for the consumer to remember you why does every l'oreal ad look like this l'oreal always has look at the way they celebrate the product the product is almost one fourth the commercial why does every l'oreal celebrity look like this she has a particular look it's beautified why do which people always do when i see this girl in a kitchkitch i always say oh it is wix hair you know uh, look at this this visual this visual is from the sets of american idol where there is this red sofa would anybody tell me which brand this is you can't see the brand name coke exactly exactly coke had done up the entire sets everything including the little you know the uh, the Swirl, yeah. the table of the judges was so subtly done that even if i looked at that uh, the console on which the judges sat i saw oh, even there wasn't even if there wasn't a coke glass over there i say ye to coke hai subliminally my mind is screaming coke they are masters at this and coke has shit loads of money they have no dearth of money but they do this 
on and on and on. What does Flipkart do very smartly when they divert advertising? They were using this as an executional device where they had these kids acting as adults. But this device of having kids act as adults stuck in my head. Every time I saw a child actor pretending to be an adult, I said, oh, this is a Flipkart ka ad. Hai. And this can be done across all media. Okay, so advertising uh, must be about whatever it is, must be about telling persuasive stories was then, was then. Today, it's not necessarily about uh, telling persuasive. Yes, Sajan, you're right. It is about symbolism. You're absolutely right. We must have symbols that we are strongly associated with to aid muscle memory. But today, we must get noticed. And symbolism definitely helps to get noticed to, to help memory. Build distinctive assets, be consistent, make sure that what you codify, you actually use as codes. You insist on that being used as codes. Okay, then I've said stories must be visual and I'm a great fan of this. Do 10 seconders, do GIFs, do memes. I feel, yes. If you are selling a financial product, you may not be able to sell it in 10 seconds. If you are selling insurance, we are selling, um, you know, a new car with 51 features. However, most product categories can be sold in 10 seconds. I'm a great fan of doing short, short format because short format, uh, A, plays to the new consumer behavior. B, it uh, makes your media monies a lot more efficient. If you're on TV as well, do 20 seconders at best, 10 seconders, 15 seconders. A lot of smart brands, including the crypto brands or even fresh to home when they came, a lot of a lot of really smart brands have been able to crack very smart advertising in 20 seconds or less. And that's the right way to go. Yeah. And when you're doing short format advertising, it is even more important to have codes that are codified that it's even more important to be consistent to be sure that the consumer remembers you yeah video we've already spoken about and like i said authenticity yes make sure you're authentic but also remember that it is engineered so all i mean to say is make sure that your brand looks good as well so these were just things that some things that I picked up, which I felt you would not get to hear or you would not otherwise see. And I thought it's important to have this uh, discussion. Now, uh, this is all I have and I'd love to take more questions. So uh, I have one question from uh, Arfa. Uh, I'm just going to put that up on screen. Uh, one second. So Arfa asks, in your opinion, are... Uh, all of these uh, well thought out uh, strategies uh, or do even big big brands uh one second yeah sometimes do a trial and error and basically do some kind of testing uh, to ensure that they stick to it well there are good brands and there are uh, brands that are still trying out their stuff and then there are brands who uh, arrogantly believe right. that whatever they are doing is great um you know, a lot of, the, I must also tell you, Arfa, a lot of the brands that are actually very strong, iconic brands may not be the kinds that are celebrated in the creative community, may not be the kinds that are celebrated on LinkedIn, may not be the kinds that uh, have ads which become viral, may not right. be. 
but we are buying those brands with those those brands are growing at 20% plus year on year you want to be that brand at the end of the day all of us want business so it's very very important to codify yes trial and error works but make sure that that trial and error is actually directed towards where you want to go yeah that makes sense so uh, vani i have uh, anamika here i'm just going to add her to uh, our little chat here so uh, anamika is one of the few uh, startups that were essentially selected for uh the webengate startup program uh anamika runs nario i will let anamika explain what she does with nario uh and uh i will leave it to you guys to discuss uh whatever i think anima anamika has a few questions to ask as well go ahead hi. so much sadha thank you hi vani how are you hi i'm very good thank you all right so um just to give you a little context as to what do i do i am a 24 year old I used to head a subscription for Big Basket before. Um, currently, I um, basically have started this one brand, Nario. It means Nari plus opportunity. It's been okay. built by the experts. Okay, yeah. nice. So there's a strong social undercurrent that the brand carries. Right. We are in the business of natural and organic food products, but if you look okay. at the packaging. every single pouch has a different homemaker's identity on the left bottom corner very so nice it's her it's her it recipe it is okay, her nice. recipe very nice okay right and we crowdsource mm-hmm. recipes out of people fantastic okay and the packaging um unlike what food products look like which basically is packaging hoga uske upar khane ki photo hogi and that's how people right. buy mdhs hmm. and of the world what we've done is we basically toppled the whole thing down okay. we've been like just feminize the brand a little because that's mm-hmm. what we stand for right so so the brand essentially has fabric elements to it like bandhe okay. sari and block mm-hmm. printing and all of that in the packaging so okay. on the shelf on the shelf if you go and buy nario out of let's say a supermarket a hypermarket you can easily spot the brand and pick it up okay lovely right? but while you're building the brand online there are two narratives to it there's a very strong undercurrent which is totally about women and how the brand is run and led by women through and through and then there is the beauty of the products right mm. they're as neat as clean as my mom would put on my own table mm. so my first question is when you're building an online brand Hmm. how do you ensure that your narrative when hmm. you have two very different narratives hmm. are in a good pro- proportion hmm so you know i want to tell you uh, anamika finally consumers will buy because they like the recipe they like the product absolutely correct so one of the one of the things that you must keep in mind i know while you're looking to have distinctive packaging but also think about the fact that you are a food product Absolutely. and food food must get drool in the mouth if you are not able to get drool in the mouth your narrative on women opportunity homemade made by sarita devi of blah 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 all of that will become secondary at the end of the day every for all of us we are all finally we want to buy something that's terribly tasty so Absolutely. think about first 
because you are a food product how will i make sure that people are able to see the uh the the strength of the recipe itself you know what you are offering irrespective of who it's been made by or how it's been made that you have to think about whether it's the website or the packaging make sure that that first takes center stage and then say oh by the way it is so tasty because it's so fresh and because it is so different from what you might have otherwise tasted because it comes from her kitchen because it is her recipe it's been developed in this 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 region the kind of ingredients she uses or whatever be the right 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 so help me understand one thing now when you are only talking about the product angle right so you are competing head on with all the other brands that are available in the market mm-hmm. right then how do you stand out say i have a very very good playbook for the brand Hmm. right i know ki mera brand manual ye hai mere social creatives aise dikhne hain ye log baat karenge hmm. video is tarike ka dikhega but still hmm. like there has to be one story right because people at the end of the day they are emotional creatures hmm. no right? what you have a story is very powerful the fact that i am crowdsourcing recipes they are authentic recipes they are from women who love cooking and um, these are um, foods and recipes or culinary experiences that you will otherwise not find in the mainstream market and oh by the way in doing all of this you are also doing good for the community the doing good for the community will always still be a by the way you know but you stay consistent with this narrative what you've just told me in just making sure that you are able to create drool value don't and un- don't underscore the importance of creating drool value understood understood make sure you have which is where which is where simple hygiene things like making sure you have great visuals great photos of your product make sure that that your on your website on your packaging in you know uh, there has to be a picture of the product that makes me feel oh i really want to have this right now you know i i'm on a full stomach i've just finished breakfast oh i really want to have this right now you know that you must be agreed understood 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 and then stick to this narrative what you've just said stick with it don't don't get worried about the big competition out there just stick with it understood understood there's one more element to the whole brand hmm. which is the entire identity wala element so even our business model is led by women like they are partners they head marketing and distribution in different localities hmm. so how often should this narrative come into the picture Hmm. so on your website on wherever you you make heroes out of all of these women what you have is fantastic thing going make heroes out of these women you know wherever possible you for example even in packaging by the way with there is ample technology available where you can actually have uh, unique packaging you can do single print packaging you can change just one plate and in just single color you can change the narrative for every pack you know feature different women so that every pack you are able to get say this is a unique pack here is the story of this sarita devi this is what she does this is what her life is like this is what you are getting from her this this you know so so you almost make the packaging itself a collector series you know or your bottles or whatever you Uh, like one keeps absolute bottles, you know, absolute vodka bottles. A lot of our stocks in our cabinets because they're just pretty looking bottles. Right. See if you can make an absolute out of your product. Beautiful. This is this is fantastic. 
Okay, I have two more questions. I'll not take a lot of time. Sorry, Siddharth. I'm just like, I... <laughs> All right, no. Yeah, we have, we have, we have, I, I, there are a few other uh, questions that are uh, quite interesting and I'll put one up uh, once uh, Anamika is done. I, I can allow one question and then I'll go back to uh, the people who are asking questions as well. Thanks. So, Anamika, yeah. Yeah, just go for go for what question. So, so yeah. in the tier two market, Vani, because you work with brands which also cover tier two markets, right? Yes. And one of the things that we've observed in the last eight months of running Nario mm-hmm. is that a majority of our audience comes from tier two cities like Indore, Gorakhpur, Varanasi, etc., etc. Right. So here, one of the premium ways in which people really um, learn about the brand, right? Online wo ads dekh lenge, lekin buy now pe click nahi Haan, they, learn through, they learn through radio, they learn through their next door bhabi ji, they learn through newspapers like INEX or you know, like some So how much of your expenditure when it comes to marketing should go to these mediums in tier two cities? Hmm. See, there is uh, uh, do digital, do digital, okay. but don't do digital in the void where there is an opportunity to buy. When we are small, when we are small, we have limited funds. Make sure that wherever you have an ad, there is also accompanied with it an immediate opportunity to buy. Either you lead the uh, consumer to your own traffic, your own website where she can buy and get out, or you are advertising on platforms like a Grofers, Amazon, Big Basket, or wherever else, so that again over there she has the opportunity to buy. Otherwise, we're just running social media campaigns, expecting that my ad will never be that becomes it's a very uh, expensive model which works only if you have shitloads of money and you've achieved certain scale otherwise do you know what i'm recommending advertise where the consumer has opportunity to buy awesome so we should have a cta every time we advertise in whatever manner Whatever yes. budget. Yes, yes, yes. Directly to buy, they make it easy for her to buy. All right. Just one last question. So, for a startup like mine, right, which is like barely a few months old, and we have uh, basic basically left a lot of money on the table. That's because we did not have money to market, right? Now we have because we just raised our VC. So mm-hmm. now I have one question for you. Now we are uh, going digital. We are doing a lot, lot of digital marketing. So, how much of your breakup should be to acquisition versus branding when you're going digital? Uh, acquisition means acquisition of uh, consumers, of new yes. new users. All of it. All of it. You need business. So, and, and nothing trumps business. Of course, you need to acquire new consumers. But how will you acquire new consumers? By putting out consistent messaging so the, it's not it's not branding versus acquiring new consumers it's about branding while acquiring new, new consumers you want to make sure that in whatever way you present yourself to the consumer you are always consistent including tomorrow if you have a lady who's standing outside the shop in indore even that lady will speak the same language as what one would expect to see on the pack that's called branding Understood. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Thank okay. you so much, Vani. Thank you, Sarkar. And all the best. You're on to something big. Uh, sorry? <laughs> I said all the best. You're on to something very big. 
thank you so much look forward mm-hmm. to talking to you again sometime surely surely anamika surely thanks anamika so it was great talking to you vani and uh, there were a few things that kind of uh, stuck by me and i think uh, as webengage uh, you know we we constantly believe there was one aspect where you said that don't let go of the customers that you already have pamper them yes. uh, i think that's webengage's complete philosophy around mm-hmm. you know what we want to do and what we want to help uh, others achieve as well right so retention as as a as a core is something that we truly believe in so thank you for saying that and uh, helps our cause right <laughs> Right. Thank you okay, so much for this happy, session. I think it's been exciting. So this, yes, very wonderfully were moderated and thoroughly enjoyed it. It's great beginning to a Thursday. I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Vani. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Okay. okay. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.